that Sweeney Todd is only getting prettier now that Aaron Tveit and Son and Foster have been cast to replace Josh Groban and Annalee Ashford, and the Broadway fandom is at odds with one another. Is this just another stunt casting choice that takes away roles from character actors and baritones? Or do the undeniable talents of both actors and the direction this arrival has been going mean this is a fitting choice? You make the call! retelling the news. I am your host Jasmine Garcia and joining me today are it's Marcioni now. Sam Marcioni. She will have her revenge. And I'm Bex. <laughs> Somehow that's even funnier after that. Um, And once again we are <laughs> heading back to the Broadway stage to discuss some interesting casting news. We have recently found out that the rumors are true folks. The roles of Sweeney Todd and Nellie Lovett will soon be played by Aaron Tveit and Sutton Foster. Can I start off with my first thing about this that really shocked me. I was like, that's insane. There must be like a 15 year age difference between the two. They're only eight years apart. Aaron Tveit did just turn 40. His birthday just passed. Aaron Tveit is 40 now. <laughs> All of you lame-is tumblerinas, we are old now. Uh, yeah, yeah, I am one of them and I'm crying. I was a barricade boy stan before Tumblr made it cool. Editor Jasmine here, I realize that this did not come off nearly sarcastic enough, so I want to make it abundantly clear, yes, I know that Tumblr has never made anything cool. As someone whose young life was changed by the I'm Alive and Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered mashup that Stalker Channing and Aaron Tveit did in 2009 for the 2009 opener of the Tony Awards, I think he's just going to stay that age for me forever. So every time I see evidence to the contrary that he's grown up and a couple years ago he did Bobby and I was like, he can't possibly be in his 30s. What? He is. <laughs> I mean, it just, it, it hits me every time that he is not everyone's okay. favorite twink anymore. Mental state no, is an entirely really. different question because I own his, I mean, he's always going to have. So true. I have a little bit of twink energy to me because I own his 54 Below album. And once a man sings Taylor Swift, we are never back together. favorite performances that, of his. That's solidified. Truly. It's delightful. Yeah, he, he so, did great. Oh my God. So anyway, listen. So she calls me up the other day, right? She's like, I still love you. And I'm like, listen, you know what? This is exhausting. We are never getting back together. Like, ever. No, we are never, ever, ever getting back together. And we are never, ever, ever getting back together. And you go, listen, you go talk to your friends. I'm sorry, but <laughs> but yes, that was my so that was my first big shock. I was like, there. I was like, oh, he's not old enough. Arguably, I guess we'll stick. With he him. is, and Sutton is, and they are not as far in age as I thought they were. I don't. Maybe it's just because I see Thoroughly Modern Billy as a long time ago. It was not a long time ago, you guys. It was the early 2000s. But I just see that as so far away, and I was like, oh, Sutton was a baby when she did that, and also she was not. It was 20 years ago, Bex. They're so close in age, you guys. 
Yeah, but I mean, that's another thing. Everybody's getting progressively younger. Like, this is true. Remember when we yes, had people like yes. Angela Lansbury and Christine Baranski and Patti Lapone playing Mrs. Love? Yes, of course. And now and the Malta Stanton, we can't forget her. Can't forget her. Fucking amazing. Mm. Why was Hannah Waddingham not called? Why was Jane Krasinski and Rolla Sparza not called is the thing that has been going around all of my friends. But yes, so that was my first reaction. What were your first thoughts, um, folks? My first thought is this is the most basic stunt casting. I'm not saying that Aaron and Sutton aren't talented. I don't like Sutton as a performer. I have my reasons for that. But I can't deny that she is a talented actor and she has two Tonys so she is a big marquee name get to replace Annalee Ashford and I get that and Aaron Tveit has a Tony that he should have at least had to be in competition with Chris McCarroll for but he has been paying his dues and he is a big name who has done stuff that gets him above the marquee recognition Mm -hmm. and I want to be happy for him because he's mentioned that Sweeney is a dream role but I'm like you just cast the people that you think are going to get butts and seats without considering whether or not they're maybe the best fits for these characters and for the roles like because they've made such a big fuss about bringing back the original orchestrations and now they're presumably going to have to adjust the score at least a little bit for Aaron's range and I'm like god damn it well well I that plays into another big thing and a complaint people had about Sutton in the last revival she was in them changing the score no. for the I speak for every soprano, every soprano who was cut out of that. Which, look, I know nothing about the music man. This is not a podcast about the music man. This is pointing out a trend towards, and I know my friend Emily Clark, friend of the pod, has has pointed Mm. this out about how Broadway has been moving towards a more homogenized sound for years. The thing with the original of it, at least, she was very much a character voice actress. And honestly... Sutton can do that too. Sutton has a notable... So I honestly, when I first heard this, I'm not mad as Sutton as Love It. Especially for this... I, now, I'm the only one here that's seen the revival. Yes? I mean, yeah, I'm a little bit in Florida, Bex. <laughs> okay, so I've seen it. And the style of broad comedy that they were going for with this interpretation of Love It, Sutton's gonna kill. And the style of Sweeney that they're going for, which is a more human Sweeney, a more haunted, less criminally insane Sweeney, that works for the casting that they're going with. What bothers me about that is not even just the tenors coming for all the baritone roles, that has also been happening but it's the lack of intensity I found the production needed a little bit Josh sounded beautiful he he was amazingly funny there were so many great things about him his epiphany was just not there for me and I feel like and I have keep in mind I haven't seen Aaron Tveit perform in a while I know all the girls love him as Christian I hate him as Christian I don't know what kind of intensity he can give but Jazz mentioned he did some like horror show and he was good there's an indie film he did I can't remember the name off the top of my head Odd would know because Odd friend of the pod one of my best friends is the biggest Tveter top I know (laughs) I forgot that was their here's my position on whether or not Aaron Tveit can be scary for my money Aaron Tveit is the kind of scary that you hear about when it's like a clean cut white guy and then suddenly you find out he killed his wife and kids because his wife refused to have sex with him again like he's scary but Mm. he's american psycho scary yikes he could do that as well but very specific (gasps) oh 
Wait, Aaron Tveit would be so good in the, the American Psycho musical, you guys. Like, yes, he absolutely could kill that kind of thing. It's it's funny you mentioned, mentioned that Odd's going to get a kick out of this for a private joke reason. Um, but I will say, yes, he did something a vaguely horror adjacent Jason kind of thing. Actually, he kind of played more of a Toby type almost in that one. Like Toby towards the end. Like to, to, when he's completely lost his fucking mind. I will say that Toby's actor has also leaked by accident through TikToks of the cast and the call sheet on the back of the screen. But it is not someone, oh, it's no. not a stunt cast or anyone super famous. It's just another young Broadway name. Anyway, he actually can very much play menacing. It's like a quieter menacing than you're used Which to. Which is... Which is what this specific revival is going for. Exactly. Because the thing is, what a lot of people do kind of forget, I feel like, or at least I feel like they've forgotten, there was a long stretch between his most recent Broadway roles because he was mostly focusing on TV and indie movies for the most part. And I do think a lot of people missed out on the fact that the man definitely does have the range. I think he can absolutely pull it off, especially based off of what you said about this particular revival. Honestly, so it's not the fact that I don't think they could do it. The thing that I think really bothered me when I first saw this is the same thing that bothered me when I first heard the cast of the Little Shop revival way back when. It's kind of the erasure of the character actor and the homogenization of like the Broadway look. Look and sound, which, yeah, that's a very fair point. Even if you argue that Sutton is at least something of a character actress, she is still a skinny white lady who mostly adheres to the traditional standards of Mm -hmm. Eurocentric beauty. And I'm like, could we get a Bonnie Milligan, Mrs. Lovett, in here? Oh, that'd be amazing. Hmm. You just want Bonnie Milligan in everything, which is great, and she should be. But I personally would vote for Bonnie Milligan as Sweeney and Taylor Amon Jones as love it Mm -hmm. i mean that would be cool see the vision with me (laughs) i don't think this revival is brave enough to go by to go sapphic if only i've i've wanted a sapphic todd vet since i was a high schooler how dare you sleep through my dreams i gotta be honest if i was gonna make any song i'm so sapphic it would be company it would only take the like tiniest of changes i mean it's built, built in as a possibility even though i know they've never done it yes but marianne elliott is a coward Alas. They almost did it. Jen Coella was almost <gasps> one of the love interests. Ugh. I think about that fact to the day I die, but that's the wrong yeah. song I need to This is one of those cases where I hear everyone's criticisms of this, and I do more or less agree. And I actually have been trying to unpack why I was more mad at Sudden being Mary and the Librarian than Aaron being Todd. Soprano erasure. No, I can absolutely tell you exactly how to unpack that. The fact is that she is very traditionally an alto belter, and that was explicitly a one of the most classical soprano... Uh, characters in musical theater canon and then there was also the rest of the stuff about yeah, that revival. Yeah, no, Mary and Marion is a character that does mean quite a lot to me, actually. And not that Sweeney Todd does not mean a lot to me, but I think his particular unique voice is not necessarily the part of the reason why. While Marion Soprano, for some reason, is. You know what I mean? Right. Sorry, I must also add, it's interesting that these two are not going in until a month after Annalie yeah. and Josh leave. Which means, gays, you have one month to see Jenna DeWall love it. <laughs> As much as you want. Nice. Go! Pray for all of your wallets. (laughs) Also, Nicholas Christopher, who does an opt-up during Epiphany, and it is insane. He is Nicholas Christopher. If you watch the Tony performance this year, he's the first one to sing, and he was brilliant. That's cool. That's very cool. Hail Sweeney Todd. 
His skin was pale and his eye was odd. He shaved the faces of gentlemen who never thereafter were heard of again. He trod the path that few have trod. Did Sweeney Todd? The demon barber of Fleet Street. He was in Hamilton. He Nicholas Christopher is a very, very brilliant Sweeney. And I have to assume it could be him unless... Because it's only for a month. I don't think they would throw someone else in for four weeks. They would yeah. probably yeah. just do the standbys and the understudies. They would have announced something by now, I would imagine. Yeah. I'm- but that's interesting that it's a full month. That, yeah, that's great for them, honestly. As far as I know, Annalie and Josh leave early January so, and Sutton yeah. and Aaron start early February. I'm also now thinking about it and I wish I had my playbill binder, but it's at my parents' house because I saw Prince of Broadway a couple of years ago when that was running and they included some mm-hmm. segments from Sweeney Todd in it. I remember that they had Chuck Cooper, or at least I'm fairly certain it was Chuck Cooper doing the Sweeney part. I can't remember who Love It was, but it was two big actors with big booming voices and I'm like, see, they mm. Get it. And yeah, I do agree that a lot of these, what are often character actor roles, are kind of being taken over by the prettier people, which isn't quite fair. I agree. With that said, I hesitate to be mad at Aaron and Sunford. And because right. I do think some people are. It's, well, it's not their fault. It's the exactly. um, industry's fault. Exactly. So I will also, like, for example, I'm not mad about this casting. I'm mad that they will change the keys for cis actors, but they won't change the keys for mm-hmm. trans once. Which is bullshit, but that's also an industry problem. Oh my god, Peppermint as Mrs. Lovett. Peppermint as Mrs. Lovett. <gasps> Can you see it, Bex? Can mm. you see it? <laughs> well, Are you okay? I know this is just listening audio format, but if you guys could see the gay gasp that I visualized and conveyed to the other two... <laughs> You would have given me a Tony Award. But yeah, no, that would be fantastic. I would be here for this. Absolutely. Yeah, they absolutely should be allowing for that with trans actors. I should also be completely transparent. I have a connection that's a producer on this revival. So just okay. to like get this out of here, this is not, <laughs> my opinion's not being swayed by anything. This is full honesty. And that being said, if he gets me tickets, I will go see it again. <laughs> for the journalistic integrity. Of course. <laughs> it is what I must do. Please, no tap break in by the sea or something. Just there. Oh, let me be clear. People have been making a fuss about a tap break. Guys, the choreography, no one disliked the new Sweeney choreography more than me when I saw it, but I've been thinking about it. And it's honestly the most creative choice this revival has made because nobody's really done okay. choreography in a Sweeney and they just really went out there and wanted to try something different. And it, especially in certain numbers, I just personally think that they should have eased me into their choreography instead of throwing it at me at Ballad of Sweeney Todd. But the rest of it like the choreography as the show goes on especially in City on Fire is really good and there's no tap it's all like rough contemporary movements I actually really loved the choreography they did at least from what I've seen in the Tony performance because it's just I don't have anything against the concept of choreography in Sweeney Todd it's just Sutton Foster She's not going to tap. I can promise you she's not going to tap. There is physical comedy where Lovett slides down the flight of stairs. And that might be the most Sutton-y Foster thing we get. Oh god, I hope so. I just, the story is about her and Hugh Jackman mugging at each other and trying to break. I just, yeah. 
I have seen that clip. It is egregious. I'm, just, I'm worried Sutton Foster has enough name recognition slash star power, whatever you want to call it, that people will make these concessions for her and let her play to her strengths. And I worry. Sam, I would argue that is a very, Music Man is a very different genre than Sweeney Todd. I was not surprised when they cast Sutton. I think she will do a fine job. At the very least, I am excited for more of the accent debate. Because like, Annalie definitely does some choices with the accent, I agree, but I've never heard her do an accent. Oh, I have. In what? In what? Well, well, there's gotta be one somewhere. (laughs) You just said you've heard her do one and now you can't say what it was? Look, I lost my shoe in the middle of New York City for this woman when I was a child. I will defend her for certain things. I have questions. That's when I saw anything goes. My shoe fell off in the puddle. My grandma rescued it, but not. I can't Ugh. remember if I actually put the shoe no, back that, on. That yeah, shoe no. belongs to the puddle now. That yeah, shoe right. Belongs to New York. Pizza Rat is renting it for eleven hundred dollars a month. The other, 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 other thing about this casting is honestly, I've gone through the seven stages of grief with this casting, and I've received acceptance after some nuanced points on both sides. But still, there's the burning coal of. Em- me for the fact that they could have done something really truly inventive with this casting and they kind of played it safe well here's my thing i would agree with you if people hadn't been trashing this pretty much from the get-go Beck. well let me clarify i'm not going to say they played it safe artistically i think they played it safe mm-hmm. financially yeah your average joes are not going to really care this seems like one of those things where there's no middle ground you either love the casting or you hate the casting it's hard to find it in between i agree i'm also confused because when i first heard the rumors i was like oh that can't be true she's doing once upon a mattress and that's probably going to transfer that was my automatic thought because oh, sutton's doing once upon a mattress at encore is it, is it a limited and i was run? like oh it's going to transfer is this only going to be a limited run yeah it's two weeks but we've all seen how encore shows have been going re- no i'm asking if her run at sweeney is limited like how long is she there? I think it... I could have sworn it was the same time as um, Once Upon a Mattress. Maybe I'm wrong? Mattress is going to be from January 24th to February 4th. So I assume Sutton's going to be in rehearsals for Sweeney during the day. Sutton starts around that first week of February in Sweeney. That's why there was the month-long yeah. delay. Because Sutton has to do Once Upon a Mattress first. We figured it out. Great job. And I do love how both of those shows do count for this podcast. So you get a two in one, folks. Right, because it's an old fairy tale. Once Upon a Mattress is a Princess yeah, yeah, yeah. and the Pea retelling. Yeah, it's a Princess and the Pea retelling. Yeah, it's, it's a and we're going to go see that, the too. Um, yeah, I love Once Upon a Mattress. Yeah, no, she's a perfect fit for that. How am I only just hearing I about think this? I'm t- I have some books that might argue what, with Sam? you, Jazz, but about whether or not it's the best Princess and the Pea, but... That's for another I don't time. know if it's the best Princess of the Pea. I just know that Carol Burnett is my icon and I would die for her. And I think about her in that role all the time. And I think Sarah Jessica Parker was okay, but I think Sutton's voice suits Winifred <laughs> better. And I said what I said. It's a belter role. She'll be right at home. Oh yeah, Sutton's a perfect fit for Winifred in my opinion. And I know there's going to be new material, so it could maybe also be an episode. Color me intrigued. But Once Upon a Mattress has a very special place in my heart. I have technically been in it twice. Well, were you Winifred? I was never Winifred, no. Real quick, I will say the second time that I was in Once Upon a Mattress, technically, that will be a story for when we fully cover a version of Once Upon a Mattress because it's a doozy. And I have been teasing it on the internet for years. TLDR, financially safe choice. 
choice. You're going to get the Tevathers and you're going to get all the gay men that love Sutton. <laughs> I am also a gay that held deep love for Sutton in my heart that was really took a beating because of choices. I'm guessing Sutton doing the Dream Girls what? thing. Oh, I forgot about I that. I wasn't going to bring that up. I was just talking about Music Man. We don't talk about Sutton doing the Dream Girls Damn thing. It. Jazz TLDR, Sutton did a rendition of And I Am Telling I forgot You I'm about Not that. We don't talk about it. I blocked sense. that shit out. We don't talk about it. We don't talk about that. <sighs> I do. Music Man really made that take a beating. I'm curious to see how she does as Love It. Like I've said, I've moved into the acceptance phase of the, this was the safe commercial choice of my seven stages of grief about this casting and now I'm just curious to hear how it sounds I can't wait for the audios let me say this much like with the Little Shop of Horrors social media team the Sweeney Todd social media team has been giving us a decent amount as well so probably get something there that is true literally they post clips and Sweeney Serpent we all did we all see that oh that was adorable I know I don't like snakes it was a rubber snake I don't like snakes but it was snake it was his name was simon right stefan stefan i you know what i got the s you did for snake phobias are phobias and as long as they're not you know there's a difference between being afraid of snakes and being a bigot and you know what sam as somebody who used to be terrified of snakes i'm with you like even the rubber snakes would have scared me back you are in a safe place here I just like that it's poking out of his jacket. That's all. I now headcanon that Sweeney has a pet snake because I said so. And then Mrs. Lovett baked it into a pie. No, Sam! (gasps) News posting as of 10 minutes ago, Aaron and Sutton are still joining the cast. (laughs) Facebook, as always, is behind on everything. So yeah. Makes sense. But that's the news. They start on February 9th. It's 12 weeks only. Uh, Listen to us or don't. Make up your minds. Give them a chance. Well, yes, this is definitely the financially safe choice. I do think that this will, no matter what, be interesting at least. Because mm. it isn't really quite what you would expect artistically. But I will also say through recording this podcast, I did have to unfortunately tell the other two folks that the factory whistle is not in this revival. Yeah, we did have to find that out. And I'm, I, I noticed in the, in the album, but I didn't think about it too hard. <laughs> I assumed that was just for like the comfort of listeners. Because everybody wears AirPods now, and I assume hearing that would be like, ah! Nope. (laughs) It's not in there. How dare. R.I.P. Whistle. But yeah, I am cautiously optimistic about whatever they end up giving us through their social media pages. If pretty people get to play character actor roles, character actors should get to play pretty people roles. Wholeheartedly agree. Happy Halloween. I've decided it is Halloween until farther notice. It might be November, but it is still Halloween. (laughs) Scorpio season reigns supreme! (laughs) I mean, considering how much of the, what was supposed to be spooky month content is probably going to end up going into November. There's nothing scarier than daylight savings. I mean, this version is the one where we get an extra hour of sleep. Yes, I was trying to give you a good outline. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. All right. I think that's a nice joke to end on. God, it's that SNL sketch of the two actors who each had to have the last line. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's me and Jet. That's me and this podcast always. I feel so bad about it, but it's what I did. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) All right. I'm stopping this now. Okay. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.